Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuko. I'm with the Zone 103 organization. Please watch my current event show every Mondays and Wednesdays when I'm talking about iTunes, sports, and entertainment. Don't touch that dial. All right, it's Ben Yuko here right now. It's the Zone Wildly Podcast, me on May 24, 2021. I'm going to be with you for for plenty of time today. How I feel like I, I'm going to be on this podcast with you today. So we are here today with the rest of our community. Ready to have fun with you. Ready to have some time with you. Ready to think about this culture. So, a lot of things are going to be so much then. Now, I played you today um Drake's um uh, rivalry here of you know I had to I have to talk about this first because and I'm gonna get to Okay, to understand how I so we have to understand 
Alright, so that is what the plan is. Now I'm going to play Drake's uh, exceptional speech from the, from the fucking billboard. For his R's of the decade. And I'm going to break this guy. I'm going to break this guy down. Because he needs to be called out. Okay. If I can, let me see if I can pull it up here. Okay. Uh, okay, here it is. Here, here's the clip. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play. Okay. Let's let's play this. Thank you very, 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 very much. That uh, that video was um, that video was really full of a lot of confidence and bravado. But uh, you know, the truth is, I'm really bad at at taking compliments. You know, I'm uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll take that one though. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, um, I'm really self-conscious about my music, and, um, even if I do a good job, I always wonder, you know, how I could have done it better. I rarely celebrate anything, and, um, just for anyone watching this that's wondering how this happened, you know, that's really the answer. It's, um, it's being so unsure how you're getting it done that you just, you just kind of keep going in the hopes of figuring out the formula, um, feeling so lucky and blessed that. The fear of losing it keeps you up at night. I didn't really write a grandiose speech about how to make it work or what it took, because, you know, to be really honest with you, I, I don't, I don't quite understand it myself. But uh, <laughs> um, I just know. <laughs> I just know that I've, um, I know that I've spent an incalculable amount of hours trying to analyze all the things I did wrong, but. Tonight, for once, I'm sure as hell we did something right. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna dedicate this award to my friends. I wanna uh, dedicate this award to my longtime collaborators. I wanna dedicate this award to all my peers. Uh, all of your decisions and the music you make really does have me tossing and turning at night, trying to figure out what I should do next. So thank you um, to my beautiful family. And to you, I want to dedicate this to you. <laughs> Alright, enough of this. Alright. Now I just played Drake's Billboard acceptance speech. If many of you know that I am no fan of Drake, we know there is a lot of corruption behind him. On the fact that this man... Is had things given to him. When I when I first saw Drake as a rapper, at first it's like, okay, let's see what he brings. But you know, Drake's rapping ability is the delivery level is so fun. But when you pull that back 
when you pull that back about Drake, it's just, Drake is not that lyrical. He doesn't have that lyrical capability of being a rapper that can be actually be accepted to be a top lyricist of the decade. How in a mainstream fan, how can you be I can be the best lyricist? Be the top lyricist, and you're suspect. Okay, so you have to ask yourself this okay. Because, okay, all right, so just remember, you have to understand that Drake was vetted and created by industry cats. Remember, 40 is his producer. He has definitely had a role playing writing songs. And so has The Weeknd. Wasn't, wasn't that, wasn't that Drake's, um, Thank Me Later, um, Thank Me Later album? Wasn't that The Weeknd's album? Do we all remember Drake? This, this man... Has your has your best interest as a has has been really 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 you cannot say care about one big thing. Is about money. And that is what Drake is. Drake is not that lyrically talented. He's entertaining. But he's not lyrically talented. Because in that space. If you really think about. Who really should have got that award. It has to be. It has to be Kendrick Lamar. And I'll tell you why. Kendrick Lamar. Really in a mainstream space. Should easily got that award. For best artist, um, best artist of the decade, instead of Drake. Number one, we have to understand that Drake is not fully black. This man doesn't side with black people on anything. One. Two, another factor is. Kendrick Lamar is a better lyricist than Drake. You might think, oh, he might he he can go offend anybody. Okay. If he's if he said he's the best lyricist, I'm I'm gonna ask you this. Why do you dodge and and, and people think Kendrick Lamar dodged Papoose and when they had that rap battle? Uh no he didn't no he didn't. 
he actually went and spit it and wrapped his ass off again and dissing him. I find that funny. I find that really, really funny. How does Dra how does Drake get away with all that for the past decade? Nobody scrut nobody scrutinizes him for it. Nobody totally takes one scrutiny of Drake on this and say, okay, you say the best, but you never went out, you never went out to Kendall Lamar. You never go hard on him. Remember, remember the Pusha T? Remember, remember the Pusha T? The Pusha T Drake, Drake beef? Like three, like four, like three years ago? We all remember, we all remember the Pusha T Drake beef. And how, how all that, how all that shit went down. Drake got spanked. He got holy fucking spanked. You know who really shouldn't have spanked him before them? Is fucking Meek Mill. Let's remember that. That Drake, the Drake and Meek Mill situation. When Nicki Minaj left um, Drake, um, no, Meek Mill. You haven't seen Nicki as, as she was. Maybe she might feel a little better. Because they weren't the best together at all. So yeah, let me ask you. Let me, so that's who you should mess them up. I find it. I find that shit fucking amazing. That Drake is still, still up here in his music, and he's still popular. I, I don't get it. Yeah, you can get into it, all the sexual assault. It, it it's just the fact copying copying shit from other artists. Drake has been known for this. Drake is known for this. You telling me he's the best artist? Drake is known for this. Come on, man. I want you to do your own research. I want you to look it up for yourself. Which I already know all this. The fact that Drake is the best artist of the decade should be a total slap in the face in hip -hop. It, it, to, to a black man in hip hop. Because what that says there that this man is okay. And like Drake, that is okay. That is okay for this fucker to come up here and take our whole style. Now you think because Drake has been known and it's a fat, 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 fat that Drake has been stealing all our artists. And nobody mentions it. Nobody mentions this about Drake. Never nobody mentions this about Drake. Nah, nobody mentions this about him. Nobody takes any consideration. Nobody looks at the facts and says, oh. Wait a minute, Drake. Drake has all this on his record, and like nobody scrutinized this man for his music. And let's be honest, Kendrick have maybe one, a couple that he might have taken that he didn't get credit. Yeah, and we and we understand that about Kendrick Lamar. 
So I'm not saying the one the music I'm playing right now. So yeah, it's that, but like, he's been busted for it. That's the thing. It's the difference between Kendrick and Drake. It's the difference between him and Drake, because Kendrick even was he was he had a couple, maybe one like some songs that he taken without giving them credit, which kind of busted. Him, but he's really actually create art if you really listen to his sex and eighty album because that's really where his actual creativity is in his in his previous mixtapes. So I think that's really you will understand Ken Lamar. I just think that and the and the and it's not I think and it's really the fact Drake is not art of the decade. He should not be considered art of the decade. No fucking way. No fucking way. No fucking way. And hell, hell no. I said Kendrick Lamar. Because look at the impact this has. The section 80. Good man. City. It's just like he's. He's got so many. You can remember about. This man, it's like this, this guy, and then all that makes him so artistic, dedication, socially, politically aware. It's just, it's just he has all the, all what an artist has that what Drake will never have. Because he's not politically aware, no. He's too materialistic, he's trying to make, make up, break up something for little college girls. That's, that's a, and punk ass dudes. That's all. That's all he writes in his fucking music. It's known fact. Come on, folks. Drake, Drake accepting the one is a slap in the face. It's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. It's not even. It's uh, you can't even call it. This is in poor taste. You couldn't give that kind of garbage to me. Never. 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 To make me sit up here and accept that. No, I've absolutely, I, I couldn't do it. No, no. All right. So that's all I have to pretty much say. Now let's talk about. Let's get to the Shaman, the Quali Brown Shaman again. We're, we're gonna first play that Shaman guy clip there, and then I'm gonna get to talking about all these fuck boys. They want to talk about all that shit, and I'm still not done with y'all. I want to mostly focus on you guys, and then Wednesday I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna get on these females too. I'm gonna to come. To, I'm gonna to come to y'all. I'm gonna get both sides and how sickening and irresponsible this absolutely is. This sick ass crap. Okay, let's listen to this bootlicking cone, Sean man. Now I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Mm. <clears throat> Donkey today for Monday, May 24th, goes to me, Leonard McKelvey. Uh, contrary to popular belief, this is not the first time I've given myself Donkey today because Donkey today does not discriminate. I mean, I may be kind of biased towards certain people, but I, but I don't have any bias when it comes to myself. If I'm wrong, if something I do or say doesn't sit right with my spirit, I have to apologize and do better moving forward, and that's what I'm about to do right now. I want to apologize to Kwame Brown and Kwame Brown's family. 
I want to apologize to his father, Bill Brown, and, and, and the family of his father. See, last week on this radio, in my attempt to defend a Charleston, South Carolina-born brother like myself, uh, I revealed too much information about that man's family. And even though all that stuff is public record, some things just don't need to be said on the radio, and they definitely don't need to be said by me. When I look back you know, on the way I communicated that, I communicated it all wrong. And I unintentionally triggered trauma in a lot of folks I grew up with who I genuinely love. I'm sure I caused a lot of pain for not only Kwame Brown, but for his family, especially his family in my hometown of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. You know how I know? Because I spoke to a few of them. Uh, I've been on the phone this weekend with, with, with mothers of children and their children. Uh, salute to Shaliba and her daughter, Brianda. Brianda. I was on the phone with uh, sisters like uh, Wallet, salute to Wallet. Oh, she cursed me out good. And, you know, I was apologizing for triggering them, causing them pain, because I was casually discussing their family's trauma, man. And, and that's something that I have to stop doing. That's something that we all have to stop doing. I was talking to my sacred purpose coach, Yadi Alba, this weekend. She's like a spiritual therapist. I have her and my clinical therapist, and that's what we were talking about, how we casually discuss each other's traumas. I didn't even think about when I spoke on, you know, Kwame and his family, how many people were impacted by those things I was speaking on. I mean, that's, that's generational. Okay, I, I caused pain and unintentionally unintentionally poked at people's wounds. Okay, wounds that will probably never heal. And I can't take back those words, but I can't apologize. You know, I think oftentimes we, meaning black people, we fight each other with our demons, whether true or false, whatever is the worst thing we know about a person. I think we I think we know about a person. We default to that, and that was not my intention. I was not in any way, shape, or form trying to paint Kwame in a negative light. Okay, that black man is not my op. He wasn't my op when I said it. In my mind, I'm defending that man, but I should have been defending him as Lenard Charlemagne the God McKelvey, the professional, and not Lenard Larry, whatever you want to call me from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, talking like I'm home in the town on why I believe they need to leave Kwame Brown alone. That was whack, because the conversation didn't even have to go there. The conversation should have been about basketball. Yes, leave Kwame Brown alone, because he achieved a goal and a dream that 1.3% of NCAA seniors will achieve, and 0.03% of high school seniors. You know how I small a number that is? And, you know, just that's just simply being drafted in the NBA. If you play 13 seasons and make $65 million, you're a success, okay? If you work 13 years anywhere and make that kind of money, you're a success. So salute to that man. The only expectations we have to live up to is our own. That's why I always say success is subjective, okay? My views of success may be different than yours, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. But we didn't even get into that conversation because my mind automatically went to something that didn't that it didn't even have to go to. In doing that, I unintentionally caused trauma. And since I unintentionally caused trauma, I have to be intentional about causing healing. I'm not about to sit around and have beef with another black man for nothing. Trust me, as y'all know, I have a lot of real enemies who are gunning for me every day. Kwame Brown is not going to be one of them, okay? I totally understand why Kwame Brown was upset at me. I went low. That wasn't my intention. But in hindsight, it was low. And Kwame took it to the floor with me. And y'all be online so excited, ready to see black people go back and forth and tear each other down. I'm not doing that. I'm not going back and forth if I feel like I wronged somebody. I'm going to apologize. That's what I think a good man does. A good man apologizes for the mistakes, you know, that he made. But a great man corrects them. Hopefully, I get the opportunity to do that one day. But for now, I just apologize. And I'm not beefing with a black man who's born where I was born and has family where I'm from. There's nothing on this planet that I love more than God, my family, and Monk's Corner, South Carolina, the whole low country, the 843. Drop on the clues bar for the 843. Okay? So when I say I sincerely apologize to Kwame Brown and his family and the family of Bill Brown and Monk's Corner, I mean that 
Only thing I'm responsible for is my energy and recognizing my own insanity. And Eckhart Tolle once said to recognize one's own insanity is, of course, the arising of sanity, the beginning of healing and transcendence. I truly believe if trauma can be passed down through generations, then so can healing. Me, Leonard McKelvey, I have never claimed to be perfect. In fact, I'm far from it. I'm not going to always get it right. The same things people listen to me for is the same things they hate me for because I talk too much. I overshare. I overshare about myself. I overshare about others, and that has historically gotten me in trouble. But we are all works in progress. And one of the most healing things you can do is recognize where in your life you are your own poison. And last week I was poisoned to Kwame Brown, Bill Brown, and their families. For that, I sincerely apologize. Uh, please let Remy Ma give me Leonard McKelvey, Charlemagne the God, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You're a Charlemagne apologizing. You know, you know, I can't take his apology acceptance. You know, I'm going to tell you why. Because for this for this motherfucker who has a notorious track record going back to all the years could sit on television and do all that foolishness every time. You still have to answer to Funk Flex talking about the Jessica Reed story. He still hasn't he still hasn't fully answered some of the, the hardest questions that should be asked. He really should be He should be asked about what he said about Lil Mama. He should be asked about propping up Drake. Cause he because Sean May absolutely plays a role propping up fucking Drake. Oh hell yeah. Just the last segment. Because that whole and he's propped up Takashi. Too, so we don't we don't forget about him. He disrespected Bill Cosby. He caped for Hillary Clinton, three strikes woman, and archi- and the architect of three strikes and the top cop Kamala. Ain't funny. Ain't that funny? And I'm not a Republican because I don't support any of these political parties because they're all a bunch of fucking sellouts. But sometimes we have to go there, and that's where I have to go there with this type of person because. Because Charlemagne the God has been a caper for the establishment for so many years. He's kicking with Bill Maher. He caping for that Tamika Mari and Mason when they can go up um go up there and talk about uh remember he had that remember he had that bir- birthday cake where he had a penis on it? Y'all didn't forget that? That type of fucking nasty ass shit. Jesus, man. This guy says a fucking. I'm, I'm just saying. Not, not cool. I'm just saying. Uh, you just think about this. I'm just saying. What a fucking ass clown. Think of the nerve of this clown. Think of the nerve. Someone like Sean made a gun. And that is what it is. No, I'm going to address now Stephen A. Smith. Like, I want you to hear. Before we get to address 
I'm going to Okay. I'm gonna play this clip his long speech when he's bullying Kwame Brown. And let me tell you something. This motherfucker is a clown. I'm gonna talk about Stephen A. Smith and do a whole analysis why I can't stomach men like just Stephen A's and your and the others like you are the O'Shea Jackson Carol you Carol, Carol and many others. But I'm gonna focus on Stephen A. Smith. He's someone I really need to talk about because he's a fucking clown. Kwame Brown. How do you think Kwame Brown feels when you say Kwame? His do I get to answer was... this or are these, are these rhetorical sure, questions? Sure, go ahead. Do I get to answer it or are they just rhetorical questions? Go ahead. Let me tell you something right now. Kwame, all right, I'm going to tell you why I say Kwame Brown. Baracho the Sliver of Slava Medvedenko. I'll tell you why. Because you're Kwame Brown. You're seven feet tall. You're the number one overall draft pick, okay? You come into this league, you came in without a jump shot. You came in without the ability to rebound. You came in without the ability to do nice footwork, to pass, to rebound, to defend, to score points, or whatever the case may be. And it's a decade later, and you're still that dude. You've never worked and put forth your due diligence in order to take advantage of the privilege opportunity that you were in. And when I see that level of consistency, consistency as it pertains to an aptitude, I'm going to call somebody out. If a dude is playing like garbage, you don't sit there and point out he's playing like garbage? Of course I do. You don't I sit do, there but, and point out how but, he's but, not but, living up to expectations? I don't want to get away from what we're talking about because that's, that's what makes this Oh, work. I'm staying on the point. I'm right here. But I'm there, right there's here. a difference between reporting what you see in the box score at the game or calling someone a scrub. Like, if I make... But he is a scrub. He's a scrub. And you know it. Kwame Brown may be a scrub compared to Shaquille O'Neal. And if he's able to maintain one of those jobs for 10 years, there's no way he can be a scrub. Relatively, he's a scrub. No. What? He can't be. Are you trying to just say that with a straight face? Did you just say that with a straight face? Do you guys realize that some... I'm gonna stop right there, and then and right there, Skip Bayless. We we did not forget about what you said about this. See, this is why I, I I don't take Skip Bayless serious. I might watch Undisputed, and I like Undisputed, but I can't take, I can't fully take Skip Bayless seriously. Absolutely fucking not. No, 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 hell no. I can't take this clown seriously. Because this clown is out here throwing black men under the bus. Skip Bayless and them well contributing to this. So I'm gonna play this. Talk about the twins and run down the news. Uh, two story, two stories, and I'm getting the hell out of here. Okay, okay, and I'll do a big news blitz. On, okay. So let's continue. I'm gonna tell you all this. Okay, let's continue. Somebody paying him millions of dollars to play basketball. Unfortunately, they are. Okay. Damn it, answer my and question. Why, why, do you think, why, why do you think? Why, why do you think the guy that's ten through fifteen on the bench is able to have Damn a long it. career? Answer my question. He's gotta have some. They're saying relative to the other players, Stephen A's not gonna stop till you answer it. So hello, go ahead, Stephen A. Hello, hello, Jalen. 
Santa Rose, star, All-American in high school, played in the finals, can ball. You trying to tell me that you don't know a scrub when you see a scrub? I you know what you're trying to tell me? I that everybody in the NBA can play? Are you sitting there with a straight face and saying to me that everybody in the NBA can play? Who are we comparing them to? Who, like, who are we comparing them I'm to? I'm just saying, we're comparing them to the NBA. If you're going to compare Slava Medvedico to Hakeem Olajuwon, Jaylen doesn't have a chance. You should be ashamed me to Magic Johnson. You should be ashamed of Jalen. But everybody has naysayers, Stephen A. And so what will my naysayers say? Hold on, no, no, no. We're talking back. Hold on, no. What is he talking about? He's no Magic Johnson. All right. He doesn't know anything. Keep talking. It works all. It works both ways. Okay. So we speaking fact. If you seven feet tall, two hundred and seventy pounds. You trying to tell me there is not some dude in the NBA that's there strictly because of their size? What about you got Brian Scalabrine? We're gonna we're gonna get to the meat of this coming up here. This is just gonna get to the meat of this fucking clown. We're gonna play more of this. I wanna get to the meat of this fucking clown. Okay, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get to some. Okay, here we go. Who has been labeled soft, although he puts up 19 and 9, which only 11 other guys do. Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. You first-rounders. I could, I could care less. I into his salary for four First years. of all, understand something. When you're giving up first-round picks, if you are a quality team in, play, in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The City of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this, oh, they hey. gave up too much? Please, the Los Angeles Lakers knew exactly what they were doing. They should be celebrating right now. And Kobe Bryant should not be saying a word. For all of that, you give up Kwame Brown? I want this fucking bastard to die. 
I want this fucking bastard. I want this fucking scrub to die. This is a, this is a scumbag. This is a man that I do not fucking like. You know, yo, yo. When he first came on ESPN, he had no fucking original. You know, he used to have. He first started with a show called Quite Frankly, and I sat down and watched Stephen A. Smith. The at that time, I never liked this fucking clown. Never. Ever fucking like this clown. Because black men. Black men like Stephen A. Smith. Are a fucking joke. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, and Jaden. Jaden. Well I got issues with him. Because of the fact that his wife. His wife. Is sitting there. Is sitting up. Uh, sitting up there. And going along with disrespecting black men, that I I got I got a major major problem, cause you know Molly Molly Rose is Jane Rose's um wife, at ESPN, who um, works with the same people at ESPN. Stephen A. Smith is a fucking joke. Okay, this guy has talked about black men for years. He's talked about Michael Vick. This guy's he's disrespected our our people in the on the community. He's through Jim. He's through Jim. Um, he threw Jim Brown on the bus. This man has got people traded like he did with Kwame Brown. Oh, he got he was the the leading voice of getting Mike Brown fired from the Lakers, um from the Celtics and after the Lakers. He contrib he contributed to that he contributed to that fucking firing. Stephen A is a fucking joke. This this guy this guy This guy has appeared on handy. Y'all y'all you better go look that up. Stephen A. Smith it's Sean Hannity's bitch. Y'all did not know that. So is J that bitch ass Jason. That fat, <laughs> that fat fuck Jason Whitlock. He's another one. Another clown like him. Well, throwing black men in the butt, and he does it every fucking time. He was doing that. He was doing that first at Fox Sports, throwing black people on the bus. Oh my god, I've seen so many. I've never liked this clown. <laughs> He he was throwing black on the bus at ESPN too. So he's he's totally 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 an asshole, an asshole. Now back to Stephen A. Oh, when he got Rob Parker fired, <laughs> we didn't forget about that. I didn't I didn't forget about um, that shit. He got Rob Parker fired from ESPN. He he made he he got Skip Bayless to pop his ass um out of ESPN to go to Fox Sports to do undisputed. Yeah, it was cats like Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. One time he might have stuck up one once in a while, you know, because Stephen A. wasn't gonna do it because he's a fucking clown. You know, you know that that. 
you know Scott Van Pelt that's on ESPN? He does, once in a while he might do a, a segment for like five people that Stephen A would never fucking do. Him? And I don't like tell our stories, but like Stephen A, that should have been Stephen A's job. That should be his job to talk about that. Him? And Jason Wigger as actual fucking black journalists. Which they do not do. This guy is a fucking clown. Stephen A is a clown. Stephen A is an absolute fucking clown. It's a joke. Just like O'Shea Drew Jackson's a joke. When he's going out there arguing with Tommy Sommeyer. Which I'm not a fan of Tommy. But I think Tommy contributed to bringing out all these weak ass dudes out here so weak and effeminized being being their prostitute hoe cause that's that's, exact, that's exactly what this is all about there's no fucking way I can sit up here and start defending this ass clown because this and Stephen A. Smith he got punked out by that Michelle Beto RG3 oh he talked all that shit mm-hmm I remember all that RG3. That's one. Oh. I can't remember all the other times. Because I remember previous to that. Because Stephen A. Has contributed to a lot of the fucking hell. That black men get accused of. Yep. So, the Penn State Sandusky, that's been covered up, yep. This is, it's, it's just absolutely sickening, the way Stephen A. is just, Russell Wellsburg, oh yeah, Kevin Durant, we didn't forget about that shit, he talked all that shit about Ray Rice, he said something smart before he got suspended. Westbrook, Kyle Irving, yeah, this this dude. Has a total background. Of disrespecting black people and the clip I just played here with Stephen A. Smith hanging up on a dude. Giving his opinion about Kwame Brown and Stephen A. is just a. Man, I, I, I gotta say, Kwame Brown should get a fucking lawyer. He needs to get a lawyer. And he needs to sue the fuck out of Stephen A. Smith. And Skip. And ESPN. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going there. Yes, I am. Because, yes, I am. Because this was absolutely defamation of character and slander. This is absolute slander. And Stephen A. Smith should be in that lawsuit. Oh yeah, they were both involved when he Stephen A slandered those little kids at that, that little league. Yes, this is a this is a fuckboy. Stephen A's a fuckboy. Stephen A Smith, that guy's a bitch. He's a fucking bitch. I didn't forget about that. That he did. And caused ESPN to get sued for it. And you know what they they not only to sue ESPN, they should sue his ass too. They man, 
this this man should have been fucking sued. Along with Shaw and Man the God, they all gotta be sued. They gotta be sued. Because remember, Charlamagne the God um talks shit about Bill Cosby. Man, there should be a lawsuit on that too. Who represent Tom Mezzles is just right there to say, no, I'm gonna slap a lawsuit on these fuckers. No, no, hell no. No, because they're all they're all they're all rats. St- <laughs> like we talked about these fucking YouTubers like Amal Wiggins, when this dude is always, he's rubbing up Erica Banks before she came. A fucking punk ass bitch. Another fucking punk. Another fucking punk. A goddamn punk. Just like Stephen A. Smith. Remember? He was letting all his co workers talk all that shit about Antonio Brown. <laughs> and he was probably talking shit about him either. He was talking about the whole um, Dallas um, Prescott when they were during that um, the lockdown. Co-workers were talking shit about Ezekiel Ford, Ezekiel Elliott. This guy is a fucking joke. Stephen A. is one of the worst type of black men. Him, Charlemagne, Jason Whitlock. Uh, I hate Along with the O'Shea's. O'Shea, I still hate Tommy, but not as much as an O'Shea. Because I hate, I can't stand that fucking clown. O'Shea Duke Jackson. Who's another? Yeah, Carol up there. I know David Carroll's up there, so he's a punk too. So, it's a lot of these damn punks. A lot of these men on YouTube and on here are punk the man of spears, woman spears. Well we'll get to the woman on Wednesday. I'll talk about all those. Mason's a joke too. He's a Roland Martin. Oh yeah, and Don Lemon's on the top too, so I can't stand that. Him and Roland Martin, they're definitely on my type of black men. Don Don Lemon's gonna be numbered with Stephen A is a special <laughs> she's him, Don Roland Antonio Moore and Boyce Watkins are the five black men I, and if you add the tie with O'Shea Duke Jackson, because these are the top six, seven, maybe ten black men I can't even fucking stand. Can't fucking stand. Cannot stand them. But, but Steven, but... Don Lemon, yeah, he's up, he's number two. Stephen A and Don, yeah, the, Don Lemon, the, ac, yeah, academics is there too. Don, mm, they're they're definitely definitely up there. They're totally totally up there with the fuckboy shit. It, it's all Russell Simmons is still a joke too, but he he's like. The the ten, eleven, eight, nine, slot. It it's just like but with Stephen A, Don Lemon, Roland Martin, Antonio Moore, and Boyce Watkins are just the five the five biggest Negro clones. 
whether they're on the mainstream media or on so and then you can say Justy Lee Pierce. I forgot bring that bring that fucking clown too. Larry Elder's a joke. Anthony Brian Logan. That 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 is a that is a fucking bona fide scrub just like Stephen A. Smith. I, I can not stomach Oh, that Clayburn. That's another that's a fucking joke right there. That's a fucking joke when he's saying that there's gonna be all of it, uh no any not any qualified immunity. That's just that's just total fucking scrub. Scrub ass piece of old shit he is. And then John Lewis is dead, but you know John Lewis will be in the top five and not a fucking joke. <laughs> Jeez. My God. God, he's dead. This car has no street cred. They will never have, these guys will never have any street cred. cred and that's what it is. Alright. Who else are We can talk about Ben Crump, not a fucking clown. He's a joke. Bark Sellers. Oh, jeez. Leo Terrell. All these black men. All these punks. Keith Ellison, <laughs> Melvin Carter, all these, oh god, these, these black men are some bitch boys, bitch boys, bitch boys up here, there's a lot of, Jeremiah Ellison, who's Keith Ellison's brother, oof, oof, that's a clown right there, alright, let's talk about the twins, last topic, the twins, well, you know, the twins are doing their thing, and you know, we're seeing them, Seeing off the injuries that they've had over, so coming up, they are the Twins are going to play again, again, and they're going to play against Baltimore. So we really got, we're going to need some real critical wins here. So they beat Cleveland, and let's look, let's look at, let's look at these this Twins lineup. Here, so Garg is gonna be up first. They are he's gonna start pitching for him. Shoom. Okay. So we're looking at that going. So we are waiting for Buxton to come back. Stuff. So I'm I'm waiting to see if that's all gonna play out here with the twins. So I think. The injuries over the past weekend, they won Sunday with a walk-off home run. They lost, uh, and they won Friday, so there's some things right there. So, so the Twins are trying to get some things back together. So, hope the Twins can actually do some things right there. So, it's going to be, it'll be a tough challenge uh, ahead. So... I hope we can get a series with Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. So that's also So that's also kind of So a lot of that to be So that should also be some very, very strong uh, game that should be 
considered so that's why that's why that I am so excited for that so we hope we can hit better I hope we can get Schumacher pitch well and others to pitch well start picking up the game pick up the bats because I think two games is a good but we need some we may we need some really critical games to come up because let's let's look at let's start looking at the Minnesota Twins schedule because I think that's where we're gonna really have to look at what we got coming up here because if we can we get an opportunity to do things so um we got the Orioles we got Kansas City. We got we got the Orioles there. Then we got the tough Yankee Yankees. We got for Rangers. We got opportunities. We got but we got to at least win. But those are games we're gonna need to win. Royals got games. We we got critical games. We're going to need to absolutely. So that's why So I'm actually gonna try to uh, um the game I also I'm gonna go to is the fourteenth against um that's the of the world nineteen oh one the World Series. I'm actually gonna be there that night. So we got a lot of things in So that's why it's very, very important. So that's why coming up with the year. So we got we got some very good opportunities, very good good opportunities throughout the rest of the year. So I think the twins can come back, but we're gonna need to have some. So all right, so we got some, we got some real tough. Nadina going is all of a sudden three pitches, so he's on a ten-day injury list. So they're gonna call him up. Suppose what injuries? So the injuries are really gonna kill us in this. Oh, serious! It's, it's, it's really important. It's like we gotta get. So that's why I'm I'm so confident for the Twins to do well this year. So this year in the in the rest of the week, because we need to get that win for Baltimore, and we do need to get that win for for. Let me give you a second against the Royals. So we gotta get those wins. I think those are critical wins for us. 
So if we can if we can start winning those games, I think we have a shot. But we gotta we gotta we gotta be on our A we gotta be on our A game. So the Twins gotta do it. So I'm gonna be sitting back and watching the the Orioles game tonight. Try to get that ready to go. So. So I'm so excited. All right. All right. Let me get a couple of baseball news here. A couple of baseball news, a couple of tech news. Maybe one tech news. One tech, maybe one. Sometimes I just change the middle of the show. One tech news. News. And. No, let's just say that. Never mind. Change the same. Two tech, two baseball, and I'm getting the hell out of here. And I'll just run through the rest of it on Wednesday. Alright, rolling right now. Dodgers sweep the Giants. LA won, wins seven straight and 11 of the last 12 to move up in the NL West standards. Standings. Well, that one is soon supreme supremacy. The Dodgers put on a masterclass and a rivalry dominant beating the Giants 11-5 Sunday and Oral Park to complete a three-game sweep and overtake their rival in the standing. All the haze Los Angeles drew and there was a lot of the heart with Gallic at the grandson that came off the seven-day run th this this oh, Fanny from the ball game. So that's gonna be a big thing. He U.S. two run doubles, RBA singles. So yeah, I think Dodgers is just kicking ass, having having Pujols there trying to get those to keep the bats running. It's gonna actually keep the the game actually in place. And let me do one more. Couple more. Uh, now they released all the prospects for the All Stars on the U.S. Olympic roster, so check that out. So you got a bunch of good players from Oakland, Glenn, and many other places. They're actually gonna do good for the Olympics for the Olympics so the Magdala Tor Triton Cases Samoa Woods Wilson Blue Jays Dan Dunn US baseball prospect talent so train camp the qualifier starts now the train camp preppers for Netflix so we're gonna see what happens. So let's see who's gonna go to Tokyo. So that's what's gonna happen to see all that all plays out and all plays there. So that's so let's take a look at some of the test. So, so, 
So they look at this Xbox. It's kind of amazing today. Microsoft teased the potential of an Xbox handheld like as with the Surface Duo during unveiling two years ago and final appearance today. Microsoft is updating its Xbox Cloud Gaming X Cloud app for Android and excluded dual screen support for the Surface Duo. The app update allows Surface Duo owners to use a virtual gamepad on the screen of the device and games of the other. It makes the Surface Duo look like the Nintendo 3DS than a mobile phone with the touch controls with a variety of games. So the touch control for more than 50 games and stuff. So you can check that out. That's very, very interesting. Check out the leak, the trends, the tech trends. Let's take a look at Let's take a look He's also got one more Sony Brilliant 75 inch LED TV is 600 off the several retailers So they got a 75 inch HDR displays not at two thousand six hundred, however, Best Buy, and Amazon are currently offering the, the TV for six dollars off the Intel list price, bringing it down, it down to two thousand. So you got some nice TVs that you can actually look, you can actually look at for yourself. So that's that's it should be very very amazed. You should be very amazed. How you can do it? They so they so you can check all this Sony brilliant trends that you can take a look at. So I am done with this podcast. I'm gonna see y'all on Wednesday, guys. Alright, so have. Have 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 a great night. Abomination. This is where you win the matrix. That's a point.